Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, BrainStuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. The image of the starving artist is a well-known cultural stereotype. But is it simply a stereotype, or could the brain chemistry of artists actually be responsible for their tendency towards poverty? An experiment conducted in Germany raises this question, and probably the eyebrows of many artists. As reported in the April 2018 issue of the Creativity Research Journal, the researchers sat down 12 artists and 12 non-artists and gave them colored images to choose from on a screen, including green images that provided a cash reward. When the green images popped up and were chosen, the non-artists' brains showed a great deal of activity in the pleasure area that releases dopamine. Brain scans of the artists showed less activity in that dopamine-producing area. The researchers concluded that the artists were less responsive to monetary rewards than other people. It's admittedly a small sample size, but still an interesting result. The authors wrote in the paper, These results support the existence of characteristic neural traits in artists. But do these neural traits mean that all but the most successful artists, in fact, have low earning potential? First of all, the poverty of artists may be culturally exaggerated. As a group, artists in the United States have higher incomes than the average American worker, according to census figures analyzed by the National Endowment for the Arts in 2013. The medium income for craft and fine art artists in 2017 was a little over $49,000 per year, or about $24 per hour, a livable wage by most standards. And second, the nature of the art market makes the life of an artist a bit less fundamentally secure. This is explained well in the book Art and Value, Art's Economic Exceptionalism in Classical, Neoclassical, and Marxist Economics by painter and professor Dave Beach. He described how the art market is different from the market for most other goods— Art is not a standard commodity, he wrote. The creation of art, as well as the marketing and purchase of art, are outside the bounds of the regular market. Art is not usually made as a result of corporate investment. Artists do not generally get an hourly wage for their labor. And the price of art is not set through competition in the same way that other products' prices are determined. The art market is different, and it shapes the prices artists can set and expect for their labor. Dutch painter and sociologist Hans Ebbing explored the mindset as well as the socioeconomic forces that lead to what he called the immiseration of artists, immiseration meaning economic impoverishment. He said that, for one thing, the art market has a winner-take-all attitude, and in addition, artists may not have other skills and so remain in the work that they are drawn to. He said that artists also find non-monetary, creation-based rewards in their work. By the way, a bit of perspective. If you earn more than $21,000 a year, you are part of the richest 4% of the planet. Today's episode was written by Stell Simonton and produced by Tyler Klang. If you enjoy our show and want to support us in return for some brainy housewares or peoplewares, visit our online shop at tpublic.com slash brainstuff. And, of course, for more on this and lots of other rich topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. Listener.